This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions. Clients of Collier's International may maintain positions in the properties discussed in this podcast. Welcome back to the Urban Foundry Podcast, your go-to source for urban real estate news and conversations. I'm Andrew Urban. And I'm Paige O'Neill, and we will be your co-hosts as we explore the future of downtown real estate. This This is Urban Urban Foundry. Foundry. Welcome back to Urban Foundry, Paige. We have a special episode today. Special episode, two guests. Young Guns. Get ready. Young Guns with a Z, right? Yes, sir. That's, yeah, right. that's how things were spelled <laughs> in the early 2000s on hip-hop albums. Everything had a Z, if it was a plural. It was cool. <laughs> we have Nick Dres, our former intern, now associate. Sam Comer, intern replacement, 2.0 intern. All on the Occupier Services team on today. And Paige, what are we going to be talking with these young guns about? We are going to be talking about what they are most excited about joining the workforce and what their experience was like going through college during COVID. Yeah, that's interesting. And for full circle, Nick, actually, during last summer, he helped us while we were preparing to release Urban Foundry come up with doing some benchmarking, market study, et cetera. And now he gets to be a guest on. So you've come full circle, Nick. I have. That's right. Happy to be here. All right. So Paige and I have long discussed over lunch what it must be like to go to college during COVID. Yeah. Very different than what you and I were probably doing in college. Yeah. We were spreading diseases, but in a very different way. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Speak for yourself. Hey, listen, HPV is silent. But anyways, you're going to die over here. But it's true. So Nick, you graduated just a few weeks ago. Right. And Sam, you're still in college. Nick, when did COVID hit for you? Were you sophomore? Yeah, my sophomore year. So you just got your sea legs. College is great. And then COVID. And then Sam, you would have been a freshman. Yeah, I came into it. So your whole college experience, basically at least the first half, two thirds. Yeah, half for sure. Was all under COVID. Yep. All right. So guys, just I can't even picture that. Yeah. Being locked away or doing Zoom stuff. I don't know. It was hard enough for me to go to class like when it was actually like you had to go to class, let alone log on and get graded on that. My grades would have been terrible. I'm, that's what I'm saying. So tell us, what was it like yeah. being 19, 18 years old and then I don't even know where to start? Right. So I had just come in freshman year, full on ex- environment of Wabash partying going to class, hanging out with everyone in the fraternity house. And at Wabash, you do go in to your fraternity all four years. So for me, it was just, I I was just trying it out, seeing if I liked it. College was new. Academics were harder. And really, it was a lot of fun as I got to know the guys in the house. And then COVID hit throughout freshman year, later in the latter half. And it just all disappeared. And it was kind of like I was starting from scratch. So it was really difficult coming back into that sophomore year with the different learning environment, having to move online. And it really just changed everything because people were bunkered into their rooms. We did have online classes. Some classes were in person. You had to wear a mask, sit two desks apart, given that we had smaller classrooms. But it really just kind of stripped the experience away that I had freshman year that I thought the rest of my four years were going to be like. So it really just kind of separated what 
Wabash actually was like and the culture that was there before, and it created a whole new journey for what I did go through for the next three years. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Because you came in as a freshman, right? Yeah. So obviously my experience was a little different because I never got that initial feel-out period of what college is supposed to feel like. My first day on campus, I just figured out how strict the rules actually were. Wabash is a small campus. They really try to contain it and really keep it in a bubble. Nick, you can probably, you can relate to that. They yeah. really didn't want you hanging out at other, even dorms. Like they didn't want you hanging out with other people besides your roommates. They wanted you masked all the time. Most classes were on Zoom, some were in person, but like he said, you were sitting far apart. So it was just really weird and not what I'm experiencing now as a junior. My Even my second half of my sophomore year was a lot more normal, but just that freshman year was just really weird and really hard from a social standpoint because you're at a brand new school. You're trying to meet people. Thankfully, I was on the basketball team and we still were able to have some workouts. So I was hanging out with people on the team. But yeah, it just didn't, it wasn't normal at all. It was hard to meet people, hard to get out and socialize. And that's what so much of college is about. I definitely lost, I'd say, most of the the good memories from my freshman year that could have been made just because of COVID. But I think the school has recovered well and thankful that's in the background a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, do you feel like things have gone back to normal? Because you had dual perspective, right? Like you'd seen your right. freshman year and then now you're just leaving. Do you think it's returned to normal or is there permanent changes in the way so, students behave and think about things? Yeah, this is something that my, my class and I talked about a lot going through sophomore, junior, and into senior year. My definition of normal, Wabash, is different than what Sam was able to experience. So I definitely think it's gotten back to somewhat of a normal state but not to what it was before as i was saying it just created a new journey created the new normal that we're going to have to live in through a college experience at wabash it's interesting and sam for you do you feel like because of the restrictions in your early freshman sophomore year did you get involved less maybe on campus or with less groups things like that just because you like all right i have basketball there's certain restrictions around that and then I have class, but I'm not joining the Spanish club or whatever because I'm busy with these other things. You're more siloed as a result. Do you see that or did you, have you been able to recover now with more time and more freedom? I'd Maybe say, that's the wrong example. Maybe you no, hate Spanish, that's okay. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say definitely. Cause like, I remember freshman year when I first got there, like they had, they still had orientation, like had booths set up for clubs, but me being the antisocial person I was already, I didn't get involved that much. So I don't know how much I would have gotten involved anyway, but I can imagine those groups weren't meeting and actually socializing as much as they would have on a normal year. So yeah, I wouldn't really say it affected me too much, but definitely other people who weren't involved in groups such as basketball or stuff like that can definitely see how they were heavily impacted by, yeah. by restrictions and whatnot. Yeah. And then speaking of the sports team, did you notice a difference like team performance. I know players change, et cetera, right? So it's hard to really gauge that. But did you notice the difference in team camaraderie and culture from when you joined to now where things are more normal from a training standpoint, communication, camaraderie th standpoint? For sure. Just the ability to all get together and not feel like we're doing the wrong thing, not feeling, not that we really were like, oh, we're going to get caught. But like the, in the background, there was a chance if we're all hanging out on the front porch of our teammate's house like that's how strict it was. Like someone might come by and like actually get upset with us. 
well, that's and what go I to was... our coach and say something like, so like we always had to think about that. And so just not literally having that pressure isn't is nice now. So yeah, there's definitely been a difference in the transition and the way we socialize and are able to hang out together. That's what I was curious about. I've never been an 18 year old boy, but you get these bunch of guys who are like, on their own for the first time ever. And then you have all of these rules that you have to follow. Did people take it seriously or is to, it still I mean, to an extent? That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, and then not even to bring in like Wabash is an all boys college, yeah. but I, I, why does it always go to dating for me? But if I was like at a co-ed- lonely nights, <laughs> Paige, is this like some sort of fantasy yeah. you're playing no, out here? No, I'm just saying like from a co-ed college standpoint, like how trying to meet people, but it's, you, I'm sure you guys have heard about the hat trick. If a guy's wearing a hat, you're like, oh, I don't really know if he's that cute because he always has a hat on. And then he takes a hat off and you're like, yeah, not my type. Okay, throw a mask over your face that. and you're like, your eyes are decent looking, but what's the rest of your face look like? Maybe that's part of the fun. I don't know. <laughs> you gotta, anyway, you got to roll the but, dice occasionally. Maybe it helps some gentlemen. But I'm just you thinking, know, that yeah, otherwise I'm just thinking about a bunch of 18 year olds and then you throw all these rules and the first time that they are like on their own, they're probably like, screw this. We're going to do what we want. Yeah. Hang out on the front porch. Yeah. I mean, it, it was really interesting because once it hit, it was just like nobody knew what it was. So nobody knew what was going on. The college came on pretty hard. Mass. You have to stay in your room, no guest, can't leave kind of things, restrictions. But for the most part at the beginning, I feel like everyone didn't really follow the rules. And then there wasn't really many repercussions for not following the rules. Mm -hmm. So it just transitioned to where the biggest thing that happened in college, I think that impacted was that there was limited social interactions. And I lived in a fraternity house with 70 guys. We all live in the same house. Usually it's pretty common for me to go next door and hang out with my pledge brother or fraternity brother. That all just went away. Clicks formed and everyone just kind of stayed in their room. But back to the dating aspect of it, it was it was actually pretty hard because my roommates had long longtime girlfriends and they would need to see them or want to see them. And to have them over, they'd have to sneak them in essentially. Yeah. Because we have campus security that will be like monitoring the <laughs> campus. So like sneaking girls in, if you get caught, it's just like they know you did it, but nothing, nothing yeah. too much. We were doing the same thing. We had a whole operation going in, in our dorm. Operation? <laughs> my, my three other roommates and I would be on each floor like looking out for the RA if we, if one of our girlfriends was coming over. That's so, yeah, it was It was very unique. Sneaking them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, if there's crazy. a will, there's a way. Yeah, I, That's I the guess. truth, right, Paige? So it's interesting that we're talking about this because we've talked a lot about the return to the office, does mm. that look like? And I can imagine someone who's fresh out of college, you are excited to go to an office. You're excited to be in an office. Nick, I know you're here every day. Sam, you're here every day too. So what has that experience been like for you guys coming out of the pandemic, trying to return to quote unquote normal? And what does it mean for you to return to office or go to an office for the first time? So- for me, throughout college, Wabash, it's probably one of the biggest reasons I went there was it really puts you into the workforce, gets experience through internships every year. So I was grateful for that. And when COVID hit, I was actually super fortunate to have an in-person internship with an LED company and not do online. So I never really got fully immersed in the online experience. So I've always been in the in-person setting, which I really think is very ideal and 
after interning here last year, I thought it was pretty back to normal, at least more at school. Everything was in person, no more masks, anything like that. But to land the opportunity here and intern here was really big for me because nobody knows what they want to do in college, which is fine. And even past then, maybe not, but... We're still figuring it out over here. (laughs) (laughs) Just make it up as you go, man. Yeah. I guess that's why we're doing a podcast here. That's right. We're living it (laughs) up. For me, mostly, I was just super eager to come into a new Mm. kind of environment, commercial real estate. It's not something that is taught at Wabash, something that we learn. Probably the closest thing to it is financial econ or econ itself. So immersing myself in a new environment, a new industry was really big for me. Luckily, I fell in love with it. I'm working with the team. Really felt like I found a place to be. So I was super excited coming to the office, and I can't imagine. My oldest brother talks about it all the time, working from home, and how he just doesn't really get much done from there. And I pride myself on my relationships and building relationships with people. So being in the office is something that I needed to do for myself. And that's the opportunity that I got. Yeah. What do you guys think? A lot of you, there's a lot of jobs that are offered remote or hybrid, et cetera. For someone in your guys' shoes, right? Just coming out first professional job, you know, yourselves are one thing, but obviously your peers. What's the attitude amongst you and your peers as far as in office, not? Is there a preference one way or another? Because I think it's a great tell forward future demand. I can speak on this. I think it just depends on the person and the personality that you have. I think there's some people that can, that work great from home, from their computer. They can do everything just as well as if they were to drive to the office every day. Me personally, I enjoy coming to the office. I think I I work better there. I think it's a better environment for me. The one other internship I had was remote after my freshman year of college for a company in Chicago. And it was just a struggle. I didn't have a great place to work in my house. There was no in-home office or anything. It was just hard for me to get work done in the environment that I had. So I think a lot of it does depend on the environment that you're working yourself or working in and you put yourself in. But I think also our COVID experiences have really prepared us to work online and to navigate Zoom, Teams, a platform such as that, and which make working at home possible and easy. So I think it just depends on your preferences, but I think either can be done at a high level. Yeah, and I could speak on this a little bit from graduating couple weeks ago and all my friends going into the workforce so something i like to say that maybe not many people think about during covid like going through school during covid it's like you have to work harder to work hard because you're not given the same resources as you were used to so i pulled that from my class there is a sense that you some jobs you can work from home which is fine but getting in the office is really just keen to growing yourself And I see that a lot from the guys that I graduated with. Most are going to grad school, but the guys that are going into the workforce are all going into the office. Some friends will do some days at home, but mostly all the guys that I know are pretty excited to get into the office. Yeah. But think about it. And like you just graduating, you starting into the workforce, you're like a sponge right now and you want to absorb everything you can. And that's really hard to do when you're at home because you're not hearing the coffee chat conversations or the lunchroom or lunch conversations that people are having when you're not there. Yeah. And I think it's a big misconception amongst employers that this, you guys are in the generation Z generation 
that there's this conception that like younger people in general are more open or want hybrid or remote more. And I, all the data I've seen and et cetera, I think it's the wrong implication. I actually think the numbers are quite reversed and there's a couple of reasons why I think a cultural integration is really difficult remotely. I just don't know how you do it. And the analogy I give and as you know, you guys are, have played sports and stuff is if I gave you a book on a sport, we'll just call cricket, right? We all know what cricket is, but I guarantee most of us don't know the rules here. We know it's like baseball, but like the British weird version. And <clears throat> I could give us all a book on cricket and we could read up on it and learn all the tactics. But if we never played it on a field with other teammates, we'd look really silly, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's just the reality of any sport. And I think I use the analogy of sports and professional a lot because I think there's a lot of commonalities, right? Each culture is different, unique, your role in the team, how it fits together, what's the game plan, how you communicate, et cetera. If you played on a number of teams, it can vary, right? So even the best player transported to another team and not given that onboarding won't necessarily be as successful, right? So certainly there's raw talent that, hey, that can transcend a lot but really integrating to a team. And there's examples in sports of this, right? Where it wasn't a cultural fit, great player, not the right fit for the right system. I just don't know how, you know, this younger generation is really going to be able to grow and develop without that in-person interaction um, to some degree, right? It may not be five days a week. And I think we're all accepting that's probably never coming back, but I think there has to be some sort of foundation, right? And some consistency there. But I think the biggest misconception out there is that this trend is being led by the young. In fact, it's being led by the, the older demographic in a lot of cases, which makes sense because they don't need that integration as much, right? They've right. been doing this 30 years, 25 years, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. How to professionally collaborate on an idea, right? How to socialize a new business line, et cetera. They know how to do that because they've done it before. Right. And then they also know the historical context of things. But I don't know how someone that's 22 years old would be able to do that. And then in 10 years time, be at the same development level that we would expect without being in the office and learning from people more senior than them. I just unless you're doing a task that's extremely very rudimentary or by the book, that's, hey, fill out this form. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn that remotely. No problem. But if it requires any sort of critical thought, any kind of nuances, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. And I think companies, it's interesting in the last few weeks, there's been quite a bit of talk from senior executives starting to come out and say, I want my people back in the office. And I know we said you could do this, but I changed my mind. And it's caused a lot of revolt amongst employees, rightfully. At the same time, I think a lot of C-level executives have realized that anything in too much of anything is a bad thing and you need to have a moderation. Right. And I think that's going to be interesting to see. What are your guys's biggest concerns coming into the workforce in this new world? What were some things that were on your guys's mind as you started your summer internship, Sam, or you started your associate role? Obviously you were with us last summer, so you know what to expect, but what were some things that maybe when you were talking with your friends about your opportunities, how did you guys weigh that? Yeah, that's something that's always been not always been, but more have been uncertain coming out of college and COVID. Nobody really knew what the market was going to look like, what the job market was going to do. And just recently, right when I graduated or before I accepted my job offer here, I was talking to family friends and they were getting laid off. Everyone was getting laid off that I knew. So it was always just an uncertainty for me 
whether there was a job out there that I could obtain or anything like that. That was probably the biggest thing that I was uncertain about coming into the job market. Well, I guess my thoughts are a little different because I wasn't actually coming into a full-time job, more so an internship. If I'm being honest, my, my biggest concern when weighing my options, because I was either going to work here, I was going to stay at school and work a marketing internship there. And living in Danville, 40 minutes away, like I, I was worried about my commute, honestly. That was a really big concern of mine. But honestly, I found it not so bad at all. Get off at four o'clock for the day and just decompress on my drive home. A lot of people complain about commuting and that's why they work from mm-hmm. home a lot or go hybrid. But honestly, I've been pleasantly surprised with the commute. I haven't found it to be dreadful or anything like that. So that was probably my biggest concern with this internship. And then also just like, I didn't know much about commercial real estate, but I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm, I like everything in this industry and the people that I'm working with. It's been a great experience so far. That's great. We paid him to say that. <laughs> Thanks, Paige. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, you're no, I just think it's guy. a really interesting parallel because you are graduating in this uncertain time. And we, when we graduated, I remember at, in 2009 when they, at my college graduation, the guest speaker was like, and 3% of college graduates have jobs. And it's, oh, shit. Go out there and get them. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uncertain. It was certain. It was, it was certain, certainly like, bad. That's not what it everyone was, right? will get a job immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was dead. Everything was competitive. You know, it's hard to it's hard to explain that to some extent. Right. Just how bad the world looked at the time, but it, it looked really bad. And the funny thing about adult life is you learn that there's always uncertainty and there's risk around the corner. And so when you're 22, you worry about it. I'm getting near my 40s, not too close, but I worry less about things. And I worry more about fundamentals and where is this positioned and understanding that there's bumps along the way no matter what. It's interesting. But on balance, what are attracting people to their jobs, Nick? So you graduated in a class of how many men are in senior class at Wabash this previous this spring? I already forgot, but I'm going to okay. say around Ball park it. 156, 156. Okay. <laughs> so that's our sample size. Yeah. What were people in that? I know obviously majors and professional aspirations vary, but for those that went right into the workforce, didn't go to grad school, law school, et cetera, what were they looking for in a job? And don't say pay because pay is always important. Right. So let's just, let's put that aside for a second. What were they looking for? Yeah, I'd say Probably the biggest thing that people were looking for was stability and having that routine in the workforce that you do in a classroom where you have a set time, you have your requirements, what's asked of you. But I think the stability part of it is really what everyone's looking for after college. All right, Sam, you're a junior, so you're not quite in job hunt mode, but you're getting close. Yep. What do you think people in your class are looking for? Is it the same than Nick or is it slightly different in their professional roles? Obviously, yeah, stability is a big factor, but for me and a lot of people that I talk to, it's like trying to find a job in an industry like that you actually enjoy doing the work. It's easy if you're offered a good salary right out of college to, to take it. But like, for me, it's important to actually enjoy what I'm doing. Um, whether that means you get compensated very highly or not but i think that's a a really big factor for people coming out that i've talked to is just finding something that you enjoy doing because you know it's the next 30 40 years of your life so (laughs) it's the beginning of the end yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah that's a really big thing for for, me i'm trying to think back for me i feel like it was just to find employment 
to get out of my parents' house. That's true. That was a big part of it. Yeah, I was on a different track in life at that time. Yeah, same. But it was very much, I wanted the most money and I didn't really think about stability. I didn't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't, I was just like, how the hell do I get out of my parents' house the quickest? It's to earn a paycheck. I don't care what it is to save enough money to get an apartment. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be my forever job. It just has to be a job. A job. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not getting thought of as well. Yeah, but I think you guys are probably more thoughtful of it because, you know, nothing is guaranteed. And you've had this weird experience where you can allocate your time accordingly because you're on online classes or you can use your free time limitedly with the certain restrictions that you had. So you got to do what you wanted to do and you didn't have to mess around with the other stuff. So now going into the workforce, I can see how that can relate. What do you guys think the biggest challenges are is intern, new associate, integrating, getting up to speed. What do you see the biggest challenges of that are? Yeah, just really like where the market is today. It's in a much different place than it was a year ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And a lot of there's a lot of adjustments being made, especially how I think when I interned here last summer, Indianapolis was pretty much a ghost town. When I'd go out for lunch, there was not many people out. And already this year, I can see much a big improvement. And there's always people out. Every place you want to go to lunch is relatively pretty packed. But that's probably the biggest thing I've seen. How about you, Sam? Just trying to understand the terminology for me i'm in my fifth week now and there's just you go in a room with brokers and they're, they're throwing out all these real estate terms and sometimes it's overwhelming but as i get into more rooms with people and have more discussions with people and do market research and whatnot everything's i'm seeing the terms over and things are becoming more familiar so for me and that's something that you mentioned a lot andrew like the importance of just getting reps and just being in rooms and having discussions with people really goes a long way and I'm learning more and more each day as I talk to people and just hear conversations among brokers with clients and among each other. So I think that's the biggest thing for me has just been trying to understand the terminology and whatnot. And that's just coming with practice. That's good. You guys are on the right path. You guys are both all stars. We're really excited to have you both. Thank you. Yeah. I know. All right, Nick, what's one thing you're looking forward to this summer? That's a great question. Oh, <laughs> One thing I'm looking forward to this summer is really just get more comfortable in the workspace, whether that's with cold calling or prospecting, really filing out, as we talked about the other week, what my like value statement is. How do I define myself in this industry is something I'm really looking forward to doing. Building that personal brand. Yep. It's important. How about you, Sam, this summer? It, it can be personal, to, yeah, I was too. Gonna say, it doesn't have you to be work-related. You don't have to related. say it's work-related. Believe me. You can have a life outside of here. Yeah. <laughs> Encourage um, it, in fact. <laughs> I would say in my personal life, my family takes a vacation to northern Michigan every summer in okay. July. Uh, we've been doing it every single year of my life in July. So that's probably the one thing I'm looking forward to most. What do you guys do up there? Just get on a ski boat and yeah, my, tube? And yeah, my grandparents have a lake house on a smaller lake, so... We just hang out at the dock, go swimming, go boating. Those are the great best time. days. Yeah. Something so. about that. I, I know. What that is up. that? I know. It's because they're carefree. I know. That's the beauty of it. There's yeah. nothing better than a nice cold beer after a summer day at the lake. It's true. It's, it's America's apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> great, guys. Thank you guys for coming on. It's been so much fun with the young guns. 
I know. I feel old in this room right now. It's because we are, Pitch. That's why. I know. And it's been great talking with you guys. We love having you here, Nick, of course. Successful intern. Maybe it's a roadmap for Sam here. But Sam, welcome as well. You've been doing great, so keep it up. Nick, we you're doing great as well. So let's keep it going, guys. Yep. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks for coming for on Urban us. Foundry. Yeah, Enlightening our audience a little bit about what Gen Z looks like what Gen Z and their perspectives like. on the world. So thank you guys for being open book with our listeners. Of course. All right. Until the next Urban Foundry, thank you for listening.